Welcome to Just One Drink, the podcast that takes a deeper dive on housewives and real lives. From cocktails with old friends to coffee with new ones, this show promises to give you more than just the Bravo buzz. So pour yourself something to sip on and settle in for Just One Drink. Hello, and welcome to the Just One Drink Podcast, Episode 5. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and today we're doing something really cool. The purpose of this podcast was to bring together people with a common interest, where we can not just dish on the latest Bravo shows, but to be able to share ideas and learn. I have so many beautiful, smart, and talented people in my life, so I thought, why not bring them on the show from time to time and give our housewives a break? Today, we're going to be talking about taking control of your future and investing in yourself. I have the honor of interviewing and speaking with someone who has had a very successful career in the finance industry and who is also a dear friend of mine. Please help me in welcoming Dina Kroshkin to the podcast. Dina, welcome. Hi, thank you for such a warm introduction. I'm so excited to finally be here and have this uh, little conversation with you with over just one drink. That's right. So we'll just let's do our a drink check quickly. What are you drinking today? I went with an old fashioned um, just because it's this, um, you know, fall time of the year and this. Um, and you've got glass. it in that beautiful glass. Yeah, it, it, was, it was winking at me. I was like, you know what? I think an old fashioned is the way to go here. <laughs> wow. That's the classiest old fashioned I've ever seen, actually. Um, and I decided to join you with a glass of red wine. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs> All right. So um, l- let me just give a little bit about you so the audience knows who I'm talking to today. So Dina is a loan originator, which means she helps borrowers find the right loan. She helps secure financing for many types of borrowers, including commercial real estate investors on deals in the hundreds of millions where they're getting financing for a hotel a shopping center, a multifamily apartment building. She also works with small business owners who need loans to either buy their building, get new equipment, or who need working capital. Dina also connects lenders together on bigger projects. She helps finance loans all over the country. She speaks bank, and I love talking to her because she has the ability to give solutions from every angle of a scenario. And today she'll be breaking down what she's learned from working in finance for over 20 years and what individuals, women, girls in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and beyond can do to build a solid foundation for themselves. This is a topic I'm really passionate about and I'm thankful you've carved out a little time for us today. Dina, I know I gave you an earful. I'm good at that. But thank you so much for being here. Seriously. Excited to be here. Very excited to be here. Good. Okay. So um, first question for you. What advice do you wish someone had given you when you were younger, even maybe let's say in your teens? Because shouldn't we really be thinking about our finances or our financial health from a young age? Yes, great question. Um, and uh, and I kind of um, arrived at it myself. Um, it wasn't my own idea, but I just arrived at it through learning and exploring. But, you know, you are really the CEO of your own life. You are the person in charge. Um, the CEO position is always thought of as 
highly, right? Everyone um, has that dream of maybe becoming a CEO of some company and this and that. But I think we often overlook the most important position in life is being the CEO of your own life driving your own future, uh, protecting your own finances, setting up your own income and lifestyle. I mean, sure, there are other things in the world that are not in our control, but if we decide to become the CEO of our own life and our own future, um, I think it's a game changer. I think it, it just allows you to look at everything from a different perspective and really set your priorities as to, all right, well, now I am the CEO. So where do I want to take this? I mean, right. you know, got maybe 50, 60 years of life. Where is it going to go? And I am in charge. I I'm in charge of that. To help me, but I'm in charge of that. Right. Yeah. That's so good. That is so good. Such good advice. And that I wish somebody had told me years and years ago. And I think that if you, the younger you are in grasping that concept, the more control you will have of where your future ends up. I always say now to people who are younger than me, I'm like, life doesn't just happen to you. You genuinely create what's happening and it's through a lot of small steps and it's a lot yeah. of small habits. Yeah. So, wow, that was so good. So you are the CEO of your life. I was the CEO of my life. So once I discovered that, I was like, okay, I didn't really have to work so hard for it. I'm already there. So what am I going to do now, right? Um, now that I'm in yeah. charge and I'm the one to take the responsibility, where do you go from there? Um, so luckily for me, I had a very supportive family and my parents were always um, there and were always kind of uh, engraving it on us get yourself educated, right? Get yourself educated, whether it's formal education or if it's um, if it's education through literature or whatnot, but just get yourself educated. Determine what is your priority in life. Do you want to go and get that bachelor's degree? Do you want to just um, become an expert in a certain niche and that may not require that formal four-year education or, or, or doctorate degree or whatnot? Um, and, uh, and what, what does the rest of your life look like? Do you want to travel? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to go and, um, do some charity work? What is it that you want? And whatever it is that you want, get yourself educated in, in that field. Mm. Um, and you know, as you're getting through those steps and as you're getting through that education, you get to meet people that um, that may be there with you along the way. Right, and, who may end up being helpful and you could learn from along like, the way. Yeah, because, uh, yeah. you know, I, um, I've i read it um, in the book, one of the um, prophets said, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Oh, I love that. That's, but that's a, such a good, such a good quote. Yeah. That's so, so true. It's so, you can't it, really do it all alone. You really do well, yeah. need to absorb the, from the people around you or resources around you to gear yourself with the right tools. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll take some time to get the right people. Um, but yeah. I think one of the important things to also do um, to, to get yourself surrounded with the right group of people is, number one, to get to know yourself. 
Who, mm. who, who is it that you are? Who is you? Yes. What is that individual, right? Um, and so throughout my 20s and my 30s, I was doing a lot of um, self-discovery and personal growth, either webinars or seminars or, or whatever else. There's so many out there um, that are options, that are great options. Um, one that I've participated in a few times was Landmark. It's it's very popular and they're oh, pretty- Oh, I've heard of, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, whatever you choose, but that's that, that that option that helps you discover you. And once you've discovered you, you can mm-hmm. now identify, well, who are the group of people that right. will be associating with you, the true you, not the one that mom and dad want to, you to be or the one that friends mm-hmm. expect you to be. Who is it that you are and 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 really work on developing? And who do you want to be and where do you want to go? So critical. So I love that you brought up Landmark. Um, There's so many good um, conferences and resources and seminars and um, these sort of think tanks who put together um, a lot of these gatherings that you can participate in in my 20s. So I didn't actively search for this stuff in my 20s. And if I can tell my 20 self and give my 20 self some advice, I would tell myself to pursue more of that um, sort of purposely. But in my 20s, I was lucky enough that I was in real estate. So I got my real estate license, decided to pursue um, home sales in my local area, which was a really fun time. But what it also afforded me was that, first of all, I signed up with a a great office who offered a lot of resources and learning and training. But what they used to do was they would send us to some of these seminars that were more for like a sales building and like a hoorah-rah kind of a thing, like go out there and make money. But they would bring these great speakers. They brought like, you know, they had like Tom Ferry and that the whole Ferry organization who are really big on like real estate sales. Uh, But they had some really great components about how to live your best life. So in my 20s, I was accidentally introduced to some of those concepts. And one question that they would always tell us at these conferences was, how do you want to spend your day? So that kind of informs how you think you're going to want to spend the rest of your life. So from a very early age, I was able to decide like, well, I want to do this. I'd like to be able to wake up at a certain time. I'd like to go to sleep at a certain time. I want to do, you know, have some family time, have personal life. Those are the things that, you know, I got to ask myself at a young age. Of course, I didn't take it as seriously as maybe I could have because I was in my 20s. Right. And <laughs> when you're start I, also, <laughs> I also liked having fun from time to time. But, you know, that's what you do in your 20s. So if I could go back, I would give myself that advice is to purposely look for things that would enrich my education and, and inform my future life. But that's good. OK, so that's really great advice. I want to ask you this next question. So talk about, and I love having this, we've had this conversation personally, talk about credit and some of the strategies you've leveraged in consumer credit and also then how not to fall victim to debt. Yes, great question. Um, First of all, credit is a beautiful thing if it's utilized right. Yeah. Okay. Not something we should be afraid of. 
No, no. I think we need to understand it. We need to be educated about it. Uh, we need to know where we are at in our in in our own personal finances. Uh, but credit is there for a purpose. It's just another tool in your toolbox, right? Um, so I would say for anyone that is looking to get started, your number one priority should be getting yourself out of debt. Get yourself as low on debt and as debt free as quick as possible. There's Very some nice. great resources out there. Um, like Dave, Dave Ramsey has a great resource, um, which he calls a snowball. And I've used that in uh, in my book. Now, Dave Ramsey is also not very popular in credit cards and all the other items. Um, so this just leads to me repeating that. Take all the information and apply what works for you. But I would say get rid of yourself out of, of debt. Um, the debt that is not helping you. Now, there is debt that is going to help you. Um, there is debt that is going to help you build some investments. Um, there is uh, credit card debt that could be utilized to build up your credit. Uh, for instance, um, there there's some great credit cards out there that offer great benefits. They will offer you mileage plans, um, they will offer you some protection on purchases. They will give mm -hmm. you additional um, discounts, whether it's a hotel um, or a car rental or whatnot. So number one uh, task is to research the credit cards. You will use a credit card. You generally spend every day, right? Um, so if you can put that spending on the credit card and earn the points and the miles right. or whatever else that credit card offers, um, and then pay that credit card off right away, because these are the expenses that you should be budgeting for anyways. Well, now you can utilize the benefits of the credit card. If I want right. to fly to Los Angeles and spend two days with you, I no longer <laughs> have to put out, you know, so many hundreds yes. of dollars. I can book it on my miles and my trip yeah. to see my friend is so much easier and lighter on my finances. Um, now right. we go and spend some more time on a nice dinner or maybe go right. to a beautiful event or something like that. Um, so getting yourself out of debt, getting yourself to utilize appropriate credit cards that will give you the most benefits uh, and then building your credit. Okay. You know what your credit score is and get it high. They, okay. There are ways to build your credit. There are ways to improve your credit. And a lot of um, credit resources are out online. But basically, credit is really showing the lenders um, how responsible are you. Are, right. you, are you. are you utilizing it appropriately or not? And so the point is um, about consumer credit is that you're building up your um, your resume, so to speak, with a potential lender where you might be taking out a loan to invest in something. So that's important that you have control of your FICO and your debt. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there is the way that I, I look at it is there is good debt and bad debt, right? Bad debt is if you went and you borrowed all of your living expenses on a credit card. There's so, there is there's a challenge with this picture. You should really relook at where you at. Uh, you know, may, maybe maybe you need to change your job, your income level, or whatnot. But then there is debt that is allowing you to 
uh, create investment opportunities. There is mortgage that will allow you to purchase your first home, your second home, your third home, right? Um, there is business uh, loan that will help you open your business or expand your business. Um, so those are the opportunities that are helping you create more income. So if you're using that to create more income, then that becomes a cost of doing business. If you're using debt to sustain your living, some, some, something should be changed. We're not in the right category <laughs> when we're doing the it right that way. Yeah. That's definitely um, how I lived in my 20s. And I think, and this is a good point to make because, and maybe at any age people are doing this, but um, <laughs> when you're using your credit cards for your lifestyle, then you're not, um, fully utilizing your paycheck to its potential. And I, yeah. and I like the conversations we've had about savings for your personal versus savings for your retirement. So your yeah. paycheck really has a purpose and it's not just for fun. You talk a lot about real estate and you and I love talking about real estate together. So I want to get into a little bit about that. Talk to us about um, building a um, healthy portfolio for yourself, maybe from your own perspective and, and maybe the advice that, you know, I'm sure your friends ask you about and what I've asked you about too. Yeah. Um, great question. You know, I, I've had the benefit of watching millionaires build their portfolios. I mean, they would come to us asking for financing of their next project. So I saw it from a, from the background, so to say, and I, and I was on the back end really seeing every little step that they have done to get to their five, six, 10, 20, 100 million. Um, but you've got to start somewhere. Um, and uh, I think number one, step number one is start start okay. somewhere. Um, because you could be waiting for 10 years to go and start your first uh purchase let's say in your in your personal residence um or you could push hard for a year or two save up and buy that first personal residence and let that start working for you um so it's starting small and building equity and then it's really calculating your risk okay identifying and determining how much risk are you comfortable with and what is that next step that you are uncomfortable with? And you always start with where you're comfortable. And then once you've settled in and you're kind of feeling cool about mm -hmm. yourself, that's the time to go higher. Okay. Right? Yes. Uh, so, so take a calculated um, risk and then uh, and then see how that feels before yeah. you move forward. I th yeah. It's funny because I talk to um, a lot of my own friends and family members about real estate and investing. And I think the large question is, where do I start? How much money should I really be investing in the beginning? And is it gonna be comfortable? And then I think a lot of people get ahead of themselves. Well, I really need to own like a multiplex. I really should be owning it's an apartment building. And it's like you're biting, you're trying to bite off more than you could chew to the point where it gets so overwhelming, you just forget the whole thing altogether. Now you just have a lump of money sitting in the bank doing nothing for you. Right. Or or you look <laughs> at it and you're like, how am I going to get there? And then you're so paralyzed that you never end up getting there. Um, but starting small, I mean, 
again, our um, our country has so many opportunities, and then our taxation code actually has um, a lot of benefits in it too if you get yourself educated about it. So, for example, if you are buying your first residence, and let's say you bought a little bit of a of a of a project or a fixer up, or where maybe it doesn't even need to be fixed up, maybe it just needs a little bit more of a um, lux update or something like that, right? Something that is attainable and something that you are comfortable with and that isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg and you can afford it but you're buying your first um small piece and from my personal experience i started with purchasing a condo i purchased the condo i got it remodeled um i got it remodeled with the help of friends and family um Because I got them, yeah, I got them enrolled <laughs> in my dream. I'm like, okay. I'd, I'd, I'd like to invest in this. I'd like to turn around and sell it in two years, um, and take up the appreciation of the, of the actual real estate, and then because it's my personal residence and I'm selling it in two years, I don't need to pay capital gains up to a certain mm. dollar on per taxation code. So that's free money, mm. right? Wow. That yeah. Money Great planning. That you, you planned for it. You didn't just pay out to rent and it went nowhere for two years. You paid right. yourself. Yeah. And then you sold that project. Wow. It's a good way of looking at that. You paid yourself for two years. You totally wow. did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, uh, as we're getting closer to the end of my wine glass here, um, <laughs> I wanted to make sure to ask you this question. So, what have you learned in your 20-year career in finance and how are you applying those lessons um, to your personal life? Yeah, um, you know, just like any career or anything in life, it has its own ups and downs. Um, once you spend 20 years in it and it becomes your second nature, it becomes a lot easier. But at the very beginning, the early stages of my career, um, I had to get comfortable with criticism Mm. and it wasn't easy. Yeah. But once I looked at it from a perspective of that is something that will build me up, Mm -hmm. it became easier. Um, You're going to run across so many different people with so many different, um, you know, expertise on lifestyles and just way of being and thinking. And you're going to, you're going to get criticism. It may be positive. It may be negative. It may be neutral. It may be upsetting. It may not be fair. Um, but it is there for you to evaluate. Um, and I think if you look at it from a perspective of, you know, life isn't fair, but right. it is here in front of me. It may not be always perfect, but it is right here. So if I'm now prepared to deal with this, it will be easier. And sometimes, you know, some some sometimes it could be just written off and that individual maybe was totally off. But sometimes it really gives you some good insights and then right. you can take back and, and, you know, bring it back to your girlfriends or your family and, right. and have a glass of wine and... um. And have a conversation about it, you know, inquire. Yeah. All right, well, this is this is what I've heard. This is what this may have been. What do you think about it? Is this true? Is this not true? What can I learn from it or whatnot? So, so I, that's I think a lot of self-awareness too. It's like really yeah. evaluating yourself yeah. even. Yeah. And being vulnerable, you okay. know, 
you've taken that criticism you now brought this big bowl of something and and you may not be you know you may not be comfortable with it but you're bringing it to let's say your uh, your mastermind group is what i mm-hmm. what i call it um and just drop it there and help them sort it out right have, have so, them engaged and enrolled and 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 make this no longer a problem and, but just an so experience being- and being honest with yourself, but being so trusting your group of, of people that you you uh, that you can rely on for some answers, not just people who are going to blindly lift you up, but maybe people who right. will say, hey, you know, maybe you could consider this. <laughs> I actually like that advice um, where it's there's a crossover in your own in personal and professional. So we've all certainly had like a professional experience where maybe you've had an annual review or whatever, you know, you've a sit down with your boss and they're giving you information and you're taking it and you kind of got to take it on the chin, like, all right, well, this isn't going to break me down. But I also think it crosses over into your personal life in terms of, um, and you and I spoke about this, where you, when you decide what path in life you're going to take, you may end up getting resistance from people around you and you might get an off comment from time to time from people who question the way you live, the way you want to live your life. Um, you know, I've had, um, I've had these times in my life where I was, um, in a process of climbing the corporate ladder, saving money, just trying to get to the next stage in my life. And so I had a shift in priorities. Um, and I had friends, certain friends around me who had a problem with that. Oh, you're so boring. Oh, you won't come with us tonight. Oh, why don't you want to go on this trip? You're so, no. why? This is doesn't make sense. And it's like you have to stand up for yourself in that moment and maybe not verbally, but to your in the back of your mind go, "You know what? I'm building something bigger and it's okay that you think I'm boring or whatever. I don't want to do this thing you want me to do because I've got a bigger plan in mind." Right, cuz 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 because you're the CEO of your life. And and the thing is that um you know, people are, some people are in our life forever. Like family, you probably can't get rid of your family, whether you like them or you don't right. like them, they're going to be there. But <laughs> other people are there just for a season, right? Mm-hmm. And it may, be, it may be a summer, it may be high school, it may be 20 years, um, it may be, or it may be just a, a week-long experience where you, maybe you were working on a project uh, with mm-hmm. somebody else. Absolutely, anyone. You'll never see that person again, but you have, but you had the experience, and you've taken something from it. So, I think um, getting comfortable with letting people go mm-hmm. is, is is an important one, especially when like you're in your twenties. Uh, you know, uh, you you may realize that your best friend isn't having the same vision in life as you are, right? And right. you guys are no longer connecting. You don't have right. connecting. Um, and it's okay and some and sometimes people you know leave when you're in your 30s and uh you know i've i've had some friendships where it was it was kind of like well it, it it was it was a bummer at first um mm-hmm. but once you get comfortable with the fact that it's like well nothing really happened it's just that the, the lives took different courses took different courses but, yeah. yeah and it's okay it's okay and that's because okay and there is now now there is a spot for somebody new in your life because let's be frank we only have mm. twenty four hours in a day, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. and if you're having relationships, you probably want to add some value to them as they should be adding yeah. value to you. And it's hard to balance millions of people. 
That's um, true. And you know, I think as you get older, and this is certainly true for me, um, you tend your your group gets smaller. You, the people around you get it's a smaller group of people, and you're evolving, right? So, in my case, I, I like to constantly be evolving and learning and and getting better at what I'm doing. And as I finally hone that lifestyle that I want to live, and just taking the journey to get there, you realize not everybody's on the same path as you, and so sure. it is okay to, um, as you said, I think that some friendships and some relationships have a season. Um, and it is also okay that, um, I think maybe some of the consistent people in your life, maybe they don't go away, but they, um, they sit on a shelf and they serve that purpose too. And that's okay. And maybe they learn from you and your experience and you get to pull from their experience. We don't all have to be on the same journey, but sticking up for and protecting the path you're on is so critical and i think it's Absolutely. it's it's, it's hard to do it's not it easy yeah well yeah. and the thing is that you know nobody's going to live your life for you you're mm-hmm. gonna hate yourself mm-hmm. um and in order to do it in the most beautiful way for yourself and in the most secure way from a financial perspective but then also enjoying life it's it's there for you to enjoy um so it, it's a balancing act and some mm-hmm. you can't make everybody happy but you you sh- you should at least identify who are you and what is it that you that you want and mm-hmm. the individuals that are really close to you, you know your 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 significant other your partner your husband your wife um, your immediate family those th- those are some of the individuals that yes you absolutely need to take care of and and make room for in your life because you can't do it yourself. Um, but then there's also some of the other people that um, they're going to be there for just certain pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay. And picking the right partner. I, I love telling younger girls this. Pick the yeah. right partner, lady. And sometimes <laughs> it may not come right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you have to wait for it. <laughs> sometimes you, oh, yes. Yeah, sometimes you have to wait for it. You get a second chance at at love, as I like to say, but picking the right partner, picking your partner, the person you even like, just, you know, you're going to call someone your, this is my best friend in life or my business partner. You guys should have similar uh, goals, like similar paths that you want to take. Well, I've, I've said it once and I'll say it again. You are an encyclopedia of advice. This was great information today. I hope that everyone listening takes away something from this conversation and uses it to leverage their earnings. Don't just go buying Gucci's and invest in yourself instead. (laughs) That's true. So you can buy Gucci's later on. (laughs) So that you can go ahead and buy that Gucci, but invest in yourself first. Um, Dina, again, thank you so much for taking the time today. You don't know. I mean, you know how much I appreciate you because I say it constantly, but I truly, truly love talking to you. So thank you. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Um, it's It's been fun. I, I, I'm truly appreciative of your invitation here. And I, and I feel like today was like uh, maybe the 101 course. Next time we bring you on is like the, I don't know what they call it in college now, but like the next level up. It used to be 101, 201 <laughs> in my day do that (laughs) okay we'll do an advanced investors course maybe you can talk to us next time about investing overseas and uh yeah that's an interesting topic (laughs) okay okay good 
we're going worldwide <laughs> next time. <laughs> All right. All okay. Strong. So, well, unfortunately, I have hit the bottom of my glass and we've reached the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been drinking and listening, no driving. Stay tuned for episode six coming in hot next week. Have a good one, everybody. And we can't wait to do this again real soon. Thank you for listening to the Just One Drink podcast. If you've had a drink, no driving. And if you're driving, absolutely no drinking. Unless it's coffee or water or anything non-alcoholic, really, you get the point. Like I was saying, thank you for tuning in and let's do this again real soon. For more episodes, listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow along in real time on Instagram or watch the recorded episodes on YouTube by searching Just One Drink Podcast.